you know, when sometimes people make rash decisions and, you know, sometimes you just don't know what someone is thinking in a certain spot or certain situation. And so when you see the end result, it makes you wonder what exactly they were thinking, but you'll never really know unless they were to say something. Um, some people, there, there, there's a lot of factors that can go into why someone does something at a certain point. Um, they may be having a bad day. They may be hungry. They may have to go to the bathroom. They, there could, there could be a number of factors as to why people do things. Um, but some people are just plain, some people are are plain stupid and some people make stupid decisions. Everyone does something stupid in their life. You know, if you live long enough, you're going to do at least one stupid thing in your life. Just at least one. So there was a, an individual in Oklahoma. And uh, this, it's actually a pretty interesting video and it's really just like, wow, man. And it, it just goes to, it just goes to one of my early episodes this week. To where I thank law enforcement for the things that they put up and the, and the things that they do to protect myself and to protect other, you know, other citizens and other people and just, wow, just what they do. This is from CNN. Uh, you know, I just, it's by Eric Levinson. Okay, here we go. An Oklahoma woman who was pulled over for a broken taillight refused to accept an $80 ticket and instead yelled at the officer, drove away from the scene, and later struggled with him, according to police body cam footage and court documents. The officer ended up firing his taser at the 65-year-old woman and ultimately handcuffed her on the ground. You didn't have to taser me, the woman said afterward. Now, I encourage you to just watch the video. The video is actually hilarious. People are really hilarious. You know, people... People can justify things in their own mind. You can, you can almost justify pretty much anything in your own mind. And you can, you can think, yeah, that's, that's a reasonable explanation. Uh, you didn't have to taser me, the woman says afterward while sitting in the backseat of a police vehicle. You wouldn't comply. You wouldn't get out. And then you tried to kick me. So yes, I did, the officer responds. And her response. Yeah, I tried to kick you because I'm a country girl, she says. Because, no, I don't like being thrown on, on the floor. So, I, you know, make sure you watch this video to get the full, to get the context of the situation. Um, and, you know, what? it's so interesting with, you know, women, or not, no. It's so interesting when people try to run from the police. You know, it's not like, it's not like, you know, the Old West... Well, you know, you're on horses and you know, you know, you got to get a posse and you don't have helicopters and things like that. When people run from the police. And this goes back to my opening statement. What are you thinking? Well, where are you actually going? Where do you, what is the plan? Where do you plan to go? I mean, what, like what, what, what's, what's the plan here, Bill? I, I just I I don't I don't understand people who run from the police. You you're not going to get anywhere. 
because especially especially those ones where you know they you know they're shown on the news live and there's a helicopter above them it's like where do these where do these people think they're going to go you, do do they actually think that they're going to escape i i just i don't i i've never understood that all right it continues the woman deborah hamill hamill now faces a charge of misdemeanor resisting arrest as well as a felony charge of battery or assault and battery on a police officer for allegedly kicking him in the groin. And right as she kicked him in the groin, you know, he like backed up to avoid the kick and then she's on the ground and then he tases her. Um, she pleaded, she has pleaded not guilty. Uh, police body cam video of the July 16th incident in Cashin, Oklahoma was provided to CNN affiliate KOCO. Cashian police did not respond to a request for comment, citing department policy not to comment on cases in which criminal charges were, are pending. Hamill did not respond to several requests for her comment via text, voicemail, and email. It's not clear whether she has a lawyer. She made her initial court appearance on July 17th. Her next court appearance is scheduled for August 27th. The interaction, this, this is what's in the video. The interaction begins when when Officer Charles Misson, I apologize if I, if I mispronounce your name, Officer, pulls Hamill over a broken taillight, which she says has been out for about six months. She says she hasn't bought a new taillight because she is planning to buy a whole new bed for the trek soon. The officer then writes her a ticket for defective equipment for $80, and she, grow, she grows agitated. So you don't even give me a warning for this? She says, you've been driving around for six months like that. He responds, I'm not going to give you a warning for something that you've been driving for six months. That's a beautiful response. You know, there there should really just be a book of all of the craziest things that police officers, of the craziest excuses police officers hear when they pull someone over. It, I think it'd be a bestseller. I mean, you know, her reasoning, her reasoning, think about this. Her reasoning is she, you know, she didn't buy it. Officer, I didn't buy a taillight because I'm planning on getting a whole new bed for the truck soon. So you've been doing this. So she admits it's been out for about six months. Okay. You can get 80 bucks in six months. Okay. Um, you know. Now, now here, now, now let's just think about this. She, it's very possible that if she didn't mention the six months, she might have gotten a warning. But she is the one who said it's been broken for six, for about six months. You just, you just admitted to the officer, officer, uh, this is a problem that I've had for, uh, six months. Which, uh, which, uh, which also shows another thing. It shows that you were knowledgeable. It shows that you were knowledgeable of the problem. You did nothing about the problem for six months, but you wanted a warning. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, he asked her to sign the ticket, but she refuses. I, here's what she says. I don't think that I deserve to pay $80 for something that is fixable and I can fix it. If that's all you want me to do, she says. Then it gets bad, okay? The officer then orders her to step out of the car, but she refuses. Stupid. 
After repeated refusals, the, their conversation turns more tense when he says she is under arrest. Now here's now here's where she tries to here, here she tries to go back. The woman locks her door and rolls up her car window before briefly rolling it down to say, "You'll be fair with me, and I'll be fair with you." She says, her voice rising. You are full of blank, you know the word, because you are not placing me under no damn arrest, she says. She tells the officer to shut up and she and, and she says she'll sign the ticket, but he says it's too late, which it is, and orders her out of the car. And then and then he sees that she's about to drive away and he says, don't do it. If you watch the video, he says, don't do it, ma'am. Don't do it. He, he, he already knows. He already sees what is coming. He sees it in her eyes. He sees it in her the way her body's tensed up, he probably saw her foot flex a little bit on the gas, and he says, ma'am, please don't do this to yourself. Please don't try it. But of course, you know, she had to do it. So uh, she then drives away, and the officer gets into runs to his vehicle and gives chase for several minutes. Uh, according to the video, uh, it said that the it, the chase lasted about four minutes. Uh, she pulls over and he takes out his firearm and points it at her, ordering her to get out of the car. And she still refuses. He puts his weapon away, opens her vehicle door, and pulls her out of the vehicle and pushes her onto the ground. Leave me alone, she yells. Woman, you could have been left alone if you just signed the paper. Or even, even if you just kept your mouth shut. Just keep your mouth shut. You know, talking talking can get you into so much trouble. It's just, it's just really, it's just really crazy. He tells her to put her hands behind her back and she refuses. See, when you resist arrest, you're, you're already, you're already escalating the situation. Okay. Police, here's the thing people need to understand about police officers. Police officers don't get paid that much money. They're not, they're not trying to get physical with anybody. They are sent. They simply. It's not like they have an agenda. It, most are not on a power trip. You know. If you you know they want their job to be as easy as possible. This is not easy. You know, it could have just easily just been. You know, if she just you know did what she was supposed to, just been like, ma'am, could you just please sign here? You know, you just you got you got to get this tail light fixed. It's it's not safe for you, and it's not safe for you know other people. Okay, that that's easily what it could have been. Or it could have just been like, okay, man, you know, he, you know, here's your warning, you know, just just get it fixed. Okay, it's it's not safe. Police officers, they they're not trying to do all this stuff. They're not trying to do all that. They want to go about their day as safely as possible, and go home. That's what they want to do. These are people too. They they want it. They want to get home. It's not. They're not looking. Oh, you know, I can't wait to use my gun today. You know, I sure hope I can use that. I sure hope I can use my taser. I sure hope I can beat someone with my baton. They, they, they're not trying. They're not police officers. Aren't trying to do this stuff. That's that's one reason it bugs me so much when when police officers and law enforcement is painted in this way of being, you know, evil and pigs and racist and all of these all of these negative words. That they're not. It's not clear from the video where 
Okay, oh, I skipped a sentence. She then rolls over onto her back, aims her foot at his groin, and he backs away from her. So now she just tried to hurt him, okay? She just tried to hurt him. It's not clear from the video whether she whether contact was made. It To me, it didn't look like contact was made, but it looked like she came close. But that's not the point. The point was the attempt at trying to hurt him. Court documents accuse her of unlawfully kicking Charles Messini on or about the groin with the defendant's foot. But later the officer and Hamels say she tried to kick him. So she admitted, I said leave me alone and I mean it, she says. He pulls out his taser and fires at her, leaving her yelping in pain. Messine says in the affidavit that he tased her a second time, but it's unclear from the video if that happened. Finally, he handcuffs her as she lies on the ground and calls for emergency services. Do you realize you just got yourself into a whole lot more trouble, he says. He and others on scene help her get up and place her in, the, in a police vehicle, and he asks her why she, why she took off. She says it's because she knew he would arrest her. Okay, so so let's think about this. I I just do this in the last episode, in in terms in terms of the 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 logic of uh, the line of logic here. So she says in her mind, okay, I look outside my my driver's window. The officer tells me get out of the car. Okay, that means he's that means so in my mind he's gonna arrest me. Okay, I can get out of the car since, you know, I, I, I got myself into this. This was, this was six months in the making. I could have gotten out of the car and easily, you know, just, you know, been arrested and it'd be worse. Okay, she had multiple chances to de-escalate this stuff. So in her mind, she, she's like, nah, I'll just, I'm just going to take off. I'll I'll just I'll just I'll just gun it. Okay? And uh She had to have known she wasn't going to get away. She had she had to have known that. But, you know, in 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 the heat, the heat of the moment She, uh, she, she, she gunned it, and that's what happened. Uh, later she tells him he did not have to use his taser on her. He responds by saying, you would not comply. You wouldn't get out, and you, then you try to kick me. The way this officer handled this whole situation was absolutely beautiful. I mean, this is textbook. This is textbook. He does exactly, he's polite. You know, he, he just does what he's supposed to do. But this woman is just so upset. I don't think I should have to pay eighty dollars for something that's fixable. I mean, why did you 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 could have just gotten it fixed? You knew about this for six months. Six months. Every time you drove that truck, you are putting yourself at risk for getting a ticket. But, you know, now that you get caught, you're like, oh, you know, this should be my warning. You want a warning for something you already knew about for half a year? Please. Please. That's when she says she tried to kick him because she's a, this and listen to this, quote-unquote country girl. 
and you got tased because of it, he says. Next time, listen to what I'm telling you to do. You're the one who escalated this. All you had to do was sign. You would have been on your way. Sign an $80 ticket that I had no business of even getting, she says. You can't help some of these people. You, you, you can't help some of these people. You know, you, you try to help them. You try to, you know, you try to, you know, help them along. That's what I was saying earlier. You know, when, when, when crazy people, when you're dealing with crazy people, you just gotta let them go out there. You, you just gotta let them, you just have to understand that they, they're, 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 they're crazy. You just gotta let them do their thing. And you just be like, okay, are you done? And then, you know, you help them back. And you walk them back towards the light. But this, this is, this is just an absolute joke, man. This, it, it's just. This, this, this was so preventable. This was so preventable. Everything that happened was because of her. Everything that happened. She admitted. She admit. Let, let's look at the mistakes she made. One. Let's, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the very beginning. Okay? An Oklahoma woman who was pulled over for a broken taillight and refused to accept an $80 ticket and instead yelled at the officer drove away. Okay, let's, let's, let, let me, let me go back. Okay, here's what the video says. The interaction begins when Officer Charles pulls Hamill over for a broken taillight. Okay, which she says has been out for about six months. That's two mistakes. You admitted, you admitted knowledge of it and you admitted that you, that this is, that this has been the taillight has been in that condition for half a year. Okay? And then, what's another mistake? She try, she tries, she tries to make him, she, she tries to influence him and manipulate him into giving her a warning, which she doesn't need. Okay? And then, she argues some more. That's that's mistake number four. Uh, when she says, I don't think I deserve to pay $80 for something that is fixable and I can fix it. If that's all you want me to do. Okay? And then he, here's where you just... Mistakes just multiply. Okay? The officer then orders her to step out of the car, but she refuses. Okay, that's number five. After repeated refusals... I want to say he says in the video, I want to say he says it like three more times. So that's like eight mistakes. Okay. Then she locks her door. Okay. That's like, that's 11. She rolls up her window, that's 12. Then she begins, then she's, then the cussing begins. Now, now that's not helping anyone. Then you tell the officer to shut up. Okay. Then you drive away. So now we're now we are at about fifteen mistakes. Okay. Then you then she decides to pull over. Then, even when you pull over, here's the thing: Why did you pull over? You or you already. 
you already went down the path of destruction. You should have just gone all the way. But no, you said, you know what? That was kind of stupid. Let me pull over. Okay? He comes back behind you. Now things are even very hostile. You know, now he's on edge. He's got his gun in his hand. You know, he's trying, he, you know, he's, he's, he's doing what he's supposed to do. He says, get out. He orders you out of the car and you refuse again. So now he has to put his weapon away, open your door and pull you out onto the ground. We, we have about 17 mistakes in a matter of, we have, we have almost 20 mistakes in a matter of like five minutes. And then you're yelling at him. Okay. Okay. You refuse to put your hands behind your back. All right. Then you try to kick him. So you try to physically hurt him. Okay. That's like probably one of the stupidest things you could do. Because forget police officers. If you try to hurt anyone, they're going to try to defend themselves. That's what they're going to do. Just stupid. Just stupid. And, you know, this this woman, man, you, you just... Man, you just wonder what was going through her head. You just wonder what was going through her head. I mean, come on, man. Woman, what were you actually thinking? If you, if you were going, you should have just got, you should there were so many places where she could have stopped. There were so many places where she just could have stopped. But then once you drove away, you should have just, you should have just kept going. But you know what probably happened in her mind? She was like, you know what? I can, you know what? It's only 80 bucks. I can try to fight this. Let me just try to de-escalate it. I, but in all honesty, I don't know her logic because... Her actions make no sense. They make no sense. I'll tell you what. You know, this easily could have just, at the worst, this could have been an $80 ticket. 80 80 bucks. You could, you could, you could get 80 bucks together. But, you know, uh, these things happen when you're, you just don't think and you're, you know, you make a stupid decision. And not, not just one decision, but like about 20, about 20, 25 stupid decisions in a matter of, you know, less than 10 minutes. I just, I just ask you guys to watch the video and just, just count the number of times where it just could have stopped. Where she could have stopped it. This is all, this is all on her. Do you realize you just got yourself into a whole lot more trouble? Man, that might be quote of the year. So that's enough of that story. Uh, officer, thank you for your service. You know, it's unfortunate you had to deal with that. Uh, I, I applaud you on your actions. That was textbook. That was beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. Deborah, you're an idiot. Okay, so uh, this next one is about these next these this next one is in the NFL. 
Um, I don't like Ezekiel Elliott, the guy. Him on the, he's a baller. I'll, I'll concede that. He is a fantastic talent. He's, he's an absolute baller. But when it comes to off the field issues, Stephen A said it best. He's a knucklehead. It's just, it's just, you know, you keep, you keep bringing bad attention to yourself, Zeke. You know, these players, these, these players, they just, they just, especially the Cowboys. The Cowboys, they have a culture of, it doesn't really matter of, you know, your ability to think and your ability to reason and your decisions off the field because all Jerry Jones says is if you can play on the field I don't care that 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 has been the Cowboys for years and it's it's just a joke uh this is by you can find this on nfl.com this is by Kevin Patra uh, Stephen Jones says that the Cowboys won't be a market setter. The Cowboys want to keep their young core intact, but don't want to pay top dollar to do so. With Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott, and Amari Cooper all actively seeking new deals, Dallas is attempting to juggle giving the key players what the market dictates and keeping its own flexibility. Speaking on 1310 The Ticket on Wednesday, Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones said the Cowboys don't want to be a market setter. We've got three really good football players that we're dealing with here, and we have and that and that have very good representation, and they want to see the market. Jones said via John Makata of the Atlantic. I hope that I hope I didn't butcher your name, sir. We can't push the issue unless we want to be a market setter, and we're damn sure not going to be a market setter because of all the things. That go with being a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, Steven, here's where I disagree with you. You shouldn't want to be a market setter for specifically Zeke Elliott. Now, I'll say this. Dak, I love him. He just needs to find a way to hold on to the football. That That's my... He, he just seems to just drop the ball. I believe he's a fantastic leader. He's got all the intangibles that you want. I, I love Dak. Uh, Amari Cooper, great talent. But when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott, you shouldn't want to be a market setter f- for him just because of how he can't, he can't seem to go six months without a problem. He He's... He he's a baller on the field, but it's like, and here's here's what you need to understand about a running back. As a running back, your career is not long. So on Ezekiel Elliott's side, I'm going to be objective here. I understand where he's coming from. He's trying to get his money because he understands running backs don't have long careers. You know, running backs don't play until you know they're in their you know, when they're 35. Forget 40 like Brady or, or Rodgers or, you know, late 30s like Peyton Manning or, you know, the greats and anything like that. 
When you're a running back, your career is short. You only got, you've got maybe six to eight good years. And then after that, it's just like, well, dog, uh, I don't know what we're supposed to do with you. So I understand from Zeke's side. But the Cowboys are making the wise choice here. Don't pay this man. He keeps getting just, you know, just, he's just, he's just not a person that you want representing your team in the long run. He can play on the field. He's a tremendous talent. But, you know, you're pushing security guards at a music festival because, and, and keep this in mind. Keep this in mind if you aren't, if you aren't aware of this, uh, of the situation, of what happened. There was, there was a festival and Zeke wanted to enter at a certain point here. The event, the event, uh, security guy who is a, who plays college ball as well. He, pl- he plays college ball. Uh, pretty much said, uh, no, you can't go through here, but you know, you can go, you know, you have to enter over there, which the place is literally 10 yards. It's like 10, 15 yards away. It, it's, it's literally just a matter of walking. It was pretty much a matter of him walking, turning to his right, walking, and just, you know, pretty much walking around. But he wanted to, Ezekiel Elliott, he wanted to do what he wanted to do. And he didn't care about, you know, protocol and things like that. So what does he do in retaliation? Well, I don't get my way. So I'm, so I, Ezekiel Elliott, push the guy who's just trying to do his job into the fence. And it's just like Zeke, really, man, just seriously, why? And then you had, you know, domestic, the domestic violence allegations. And, you know, I'm not, I don't know if he did it or didn't do it, but it's just, it's the the point is the attention that he gets, and it's like Zeke, stop bringing this kind of attention to yourself. One reason I'm a fan of the Patriots is because you don't hear about stuff in the off season. You don't you don't hear you don't hear about players acting stupid in the off season. With the Cowboys, every sink without fail. In the regular season, postseason, and the offseason, the Cowboys are making news off the field. Not for good reasons either. I, I just, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand. Why is it so hard to just, to just do your thing and not draw, you can be, I mean, you're, you're, you play in the NFL, so you're not a quote unquote regular person, but you can't go out and be a regular person off the field. You can't just go about your day, go about your life, you know, have your family do your own thing without, without drawing some back, you know, some negative attention your way. Is it, is it that hard? Like there are some celebrities that I love, you know, uh, you know, Mandy Moore, uh, Hillary Duff, you know, just, just people, you know, great looking women, you know, they just trying to be, you know, try to, you know, they, 
they have their career, but they're not crazy. You know, they just do their thing. They they have their career. They have their families. And that's it. You don't hear anything bad about them. Just, just, just be cool. You don't, I don't, you, when I, when I see certain celebrities in the news all the time, that's what just annoys me. It's like, you, you can be, you can be a regular person. It's possible. You can have, you can have a regular life. You can have a husband. You can have a wife. You can have children. You can have a home. You know, you can go to the park and you can, you know, you know, play with your kid. You can go into your backyard. You know, you can have a walk on the beach. You know, you can, you can go on a vacation. You can do these things and still be normal. You can do that. You don't, you don't need all this negative sight coming your your direction and that's my problem with Zeke every single time I I I just I wouldn't I wouldn't pay Zeke his money I wouldn't I wouldn't not for this not for him can he ball absolutely but but understand he's a running back he's not a quarterback he's not a quarterback if anything, I would save my money for Dak and Amari. That's it. I I give him what they want. I I'd probably give I'd probably give Dak almost whatever he wants. He, there were some problems where I'd be like, okay, Dak, you just what you want. I can't give you all of that because of these things. But pretty much, I pretty much I I'd give Dak. Almost whatever I'd probably give him about ninety percent of what he wants. He's just he's just a great guy, great intangibles, great player, you know, great leader. That that's who you want leading your team. But Zeke, I I wouldn't do it. I I wouldn't do it. There's there's no way. You you just I shouldn't be hearing about you all the time, Zeke. Why can't you just be a baller on the field and be normal off the field? It it's I I've never been a celebrity. But I know it's possible. You know there are people, you know, you go out in public, you know, they look at you and you know they point, you know, some people may want pictures or autographs or things like that. But you can still go about your business. And be, be seen as, you know, relatively cool. You know, I think back to, I think, I think back to John Lennon when, you know, him and the, him and the Beatles broke up, you know, him and Yoko Ono, and I'm not a fan of Yoko Ono at all, but him and John, you know, John, he just, when they broke up, he came to a point where he could just, you know, he could just walk into a restaurant and he would be seen as normal. You know, when he was with the Beatles, they couldn't sit at a table. They, they couldn't go into a restaurant and just sit down and enjoy a nice meal. But, you know, later on in his career, later on in his life, you know, he, he was just seen as, as a guy who was just like, you know, people could be like, oh, hey, John, you know, you know, how's your kid? How's your wife? You know, how you guys doing? Just, just a normal, just a normal dude. It's, it's very doable. But some, some, Players just don't have the, 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 the psyche, 
they don't have the personality to just be normal. And I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. We want to be fair. We want our players to feel good about their contract. But at the same time, we don't want to do things that are out of line because we can't afford to be that way. Whether it's Dak, whether it's Amari, whether it's Zeke, they all understand we've got a whole group of young players coming behind them that want to be Dallas Cowboys and want to stay here. When we save money, whether it's with Dak, whether it's with Zeke, whether it's with Amari, it's not saving Jerry and I a dollar. It's just money that's going to another player. We're very convicted that we're going to get these deals done. I just, you know, you just, I, I wouldn't do it. There's, there's more to the article. It's, it's not too much. It's not too much more. I read about half of it, but still, you, you don't need, you know, you, you shouldn't pay top dollar for Zeke. And now speaking of top dollar, Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints. The Saints backed up the Brinks truck for Michael Thomas. A hundred million dollars. Sixty-one million guaranteed. He's now he's so he's now with the Saints until twenty twenty four. I will be twenty five years old. That that that's that's quite a ways away. They gave him a hundred million dollars. Why would they do that? Can he play? Absolutely. He's a baller. But you don't you don't need big time receivers to win. You don't. I I just you you don't need to pay wide receivers. These enormous, this enormous amount of money. A hundred million dollars. Michael Thomas has reached an agreement with the New Orleans Saints on a five-year extension worth up to a hundred million dollars. That includes 61 million guaranteed. It makes him the NFL's highest paid wide receiver, league sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter on Wednesday. Thomas is now tied to the Saints for the next six years through the 2024 season. Uh, no, no, no. He tweeted a statement later Wednesday to thank the Saints and their fans, adding that his new deal felt surreal. Oh, I'm sure it did. As I sit here and contemplate everything it took to get here, I can't help but smile, Thomas wrote in the tweet. All the long nights, all the blood, sweat, and tears to prove myself, I not only belonged, but I could be the best at what I love to do. I can't say I'm surprised, but I can say I'm grateful. There is no place I'd rather be and look forward to spending my entire career in the black and gold. Thomas is set to make $1.148 million this season in the final year of his rookie contract. He did not report for the start of the Saints training camp as he sought a new deal. Thomas was one of several high-profile players holding out from training camp, including Los Angeles Chargers and Dallas Cowboys running backs Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott. Redskins offensive tackle Trent Williams and Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Yannick. I think it's in Goku. And I don't, I don't I don't know how you pronounce that actually. Sorry, sorry that I butchered your name. 
Thomas could become the very first, become the first in a very expensive set of dominoes to fall with fellow top receivers like Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, AJ Green, and Tyree Kill also seeking extensions. There was some sense that those that none of those receivers wanted to sign first, so that the others could raise the bar for them. But no one stood to gain more than the 26-year-old Thomas. Man, th- this is just no way. You know, Thomas Deal marks a 1,700% pay raise for the first team All-Pro, whose 221 career catches are by far the most in the NFL history by a player in his first three seasons. As I said, he was a baller. He can play. He can absolutely play. But you don't need to pay a receiver that much if you're if you're trying to win if you're trying to win a Super Bowl. You don't you don't need to do that. Name, I I have I have a, I have a question for you guys. Name, name a team or a player that had a top five wide receiver that won a Super Bowl. When when was the last time that happened? I, I because I I, I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what you guys think is a top receiver, and. I, I just I want you guys to see that it's just not necessary. That's that's something that Dak Prescott talked about last offseason. Where we talked about, you know, you don't need a big name. We talked about like Des Bryant and stuff. Where it's like, you know, you don't, you know, because Des Bryant wanted a huge a huge contract and Dak was like he was honest he was completely honest and completely objective. He said, you know, historically speaking, you know, you don't need you don't need a top receiver to win a Super Bowl. And that's very true. The Saints made a mistake here. I'm 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 done on this topic. The Saints they made a very big mistake in my opinion. He's 26. You don't know if he's going to get hurt. I I I just I wouldn't pay I wouldn't pay a receiver that much money. I, I I just I can't do it. I can't do it. They're not the quarterback. See, that's there's only certain people that I would pay. The only position that I would pl- that I would pay that much money to would be something like a quarterback. That's why it's called franchise quarterback. There's no such thing as you know a franchise safety, franchise linebacker, franchise center, franchise wide receiver, franchise tight end, franchise left guard. No franchise quarterback. That's the guy you're taking the keys, you're handing them to him for at least the next decade and saying, here are the keys to the franchise, take us there. You don't give a receiver $100 million. The Saints will regret this deal.